Check, check. Light check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Dead. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Presented by Pro Taper, Get, and Maxxis. Live, live, live. 12.01 p.m. Pacific. Daytona is in the rearview mirror. St. Louis this weekend, round 11 of 17 Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. 702-586-7857. If you have a question about Daytona, about St. Louis, or anything else, give us a call. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, FlyRacing.com, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Seven Deuce Deuce, Ben LeMay. Oh, man, there's so many guys that run fly racing out there each and every Saturday night at a Supercross. Please check them out. The F2 Carbon Helmet, exactly off the shelf, right under the rider's heads. Guys like Blossom, Baggett, and Pike, and these guys running that exact same helmet. Flyracing.com. Please check them out, whether you get a chance to head to the test track with your truck and dirt bike, or maybe instead you opt for a little pedal power to keep you in shape while kicking up dirt. Fly Mountain Bike Gear offers a surprising amount of styles, colors, and jerseys. Riding shorts, mountain bike shoes, and helmets. Love the stuff. Uh, ProTaper.com, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, all running uh, ProTaper Drive products. Uh, Jeremy Martin, Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, uh, Weston Pike, Mookie, all those guys running ProTaper. ProTaper.com, ProTaper Sport line is launched. Please check it out on the website. ProTaper's got a lot of stuff for a lot of things for your dirt bike that you'd be surprised at. From Bradshaw to Anderson now. ProTaper can be trusted to provide products that continue to set the industry benchmark for all others to follow. Get as well, a works part for your production machine. Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb, running Get. Uh, the Get ECU generation, the RX1 processor. The LCGPA is extremely precise and works totally different compared to common OE systems. Helps your starts. Destroy the start with Get. Two-stroke uh, ignition is out as well and uh, doing really well. And finally, Maxxis Tires, the MXST tire coming up real soon, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Uh, from your truck to your car to your light truck to your trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and much more, Maxxis Tires lets you hook up, pull the whole shot, beat the competition. Maxxis.com, we thank those guys for coming on. We thank you people as well for calling in 702 586 7857 Celebrating. We are still celebrating after that incredible win at Daytona. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, producing the show, holding things down over there, lamenting his poor Pulpamex fantasy performance. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. Anthony Rodriguez, bro. Anthony Rodriguez, and I was just looking at Michael Moseman. Moseman. Oh, Moseman. Yeah, he crashed uh, out first lap. Yeah, uh, not oh. not a, those, those two were the uh, the end of my. Even good JT result. doesn't know why Fly Racing Zone Anthony Rodriguez didn't race. 
He yeah. rode practice. Yep, rode practice, qualified well enough. Right. I thought, hey, man, he's the guy, and uh, just nothing. Just nothing. Nothing. Um, hey, what about Brayton's win? You know, you know what's funny about what? that? No, boy, is, here we uh, go. I watch everything You're late, not happy. Right? You, you don't like no, it. No, fat, awesome. Okay. Great for him. I was watching it late, and I had looked on the Pulp Fantasy site, and I had saw that Tomac... Uh, was the winner. So I'm watching uh, Brayton racing. I'm thinking, okay, what happens? Is, does he stall out? Does he have a read moment where his bike you know, just gives up the ghost or whatever? Thinking, what happens? And I just looked on the wrong year. That was on last year's uh, results. <laughs> so it was a very pleasant surprise. Um, <laughs> Jesus tits. Yeah, right? Um, very well, happy for him, though. It, it was awesome. great. It was yeah. great. We got him a hot tub on Monday night, too. We you got him a hot hey, tub. Hey, man, you guys are givers. I mean, right? That's yeah, what we right? are. You make things happen. You know what's exciting, Tits? Uh, Jeremy McGrath's coming on. Jeremy McGrath. Can't beat that. He's the, the king. king. The king. He's coming on. Uh, seven-time Supercross champion, of course. 72 Supercross wins. 72. Preyton just Amazing. got his first. <laughs> He's well on his way. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get him on. Uh, and your phone call seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We are giving away a Fly Racing Roller Grande gear bag. This thing is uh, massive. It'll fit everything that you need uh, to go riding each and every week. And we thank the folks at Fly Racing for uh, making this show happen. Twenty eighteen and a half uh, kinetic mesh stuff launched. That's the stuff that Brayton wore, wore and Osborne wore. Uh, all the Fly guys. It looks really, really sweet. And he's leading the Lit Kit Award right now. So Brayton may have himself just the perfect week. A Lit Kit to go along with Daytona Supercross finish. I mean, what more could be could be better than that, right? Uh, so thanks again, people, for listening. 702-586-7857. Jeremy McGrath's coming up right away. Jason Thomas will be on as well. And uh, your phone calls. Again, you want to talk to Jeremy McGrath? You want to talk Supercross? Give us a call here. Uh, all right. With, uh, without further ado, let's get to our first guest. He's the king of Supercross. 72 wins. Um, seven championships in Supercross. Phenomenal guy and phenomenal guy to have on the show. Jeremy McGrath, what's up, man? How are you? Not much. What's up, guys? What's Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. I know it's been a little bit of a challenge uh, figuring out when, ah, when we can make it happen, but you're, here we are. You're a busy guy. Trust me. Uh, I'm lucky. We're lucky to get anything with you these days. Um, hey, before we talk Supercross and Justin Brayton and, and Eli Tomek and more, um, your yeah. your truck series is kicking off pretty soon, I guess, right? Well, uh, it's weird. Yes, the Lucas Oil Truck Series is taking off. It was supposed to take off this weekend, but due to the crazy weather we've been having in California, they postponed it. So, oh, okay. Um, we're sitting here ready to rip, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we just got stalled out. So I guess I'm taking my dirt bike, <laughs> and we're um, and we're going to out to the desert. So nice, yeah, nice, yeah. That's all right. Um, how do you like? How much fun is the truck stuff compared to, to to riding a dirt bike? How much fun is it? Is it is it close to the same thrill for you? Well, you know what? I think that driving the truck's super fun. I mean, there's nothing bad about driving something that's two wheel drive in the dirt that's 900 plus horsepower. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Um, the the fun. I think the most fun part is obviously. Uh, the racing part when you got another truck next to you or two or three trucks surrounding you and you're kind of slamming into them and stuff like that. Um, there, there is a, you know, it's a totally different deal. It's so loud in there. Uh, you're belted in really tight. Mm -hmm. You got nets around you. You're getting roosted with like, uh, anyone who thinks 450 roost is a lot. Try one of these things. (laughs) Uh, so you're getting roosted. looks like it feels like a, you know, you're getting hit with a conveyor belt of dirt, but uh, it's all fun, but yeah, I can honestly say this. There's nothing as cool and as free and as fun 
is riding a dirt bike. Yeah. But no, it, it it doesn't compare. Some of the racing compares a little bit with yep. the adrenaline and stuff. Yep. But as far as like comparing to motocross, no, nah, it's totally different. It doesn't compare. And you're trying to pass a guy in a truck, and you are setting him up for like five laps, I would guess, right? You're just trying to get by the guy forever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's funny because, you know, when you see one of these things on TV or you see one up close, you're like, man, that track looks so big. Yep. And and when you're driving the race truck with a bunch of other trucks out there and you're going, you know, all of a sudden you're going 70, 80 miles an hour, mm-hmm. the track – it it shrinks down and you feel like you're racing in Anaheim Stadium or something. It feels like a supercross course. <laughs> really, huh? Because it, it shrinks down so much because you're going so fast and and so yeah, trying to pass guys is really difficult and you know, we have this thing that you're not allowed to T bone guys. Yep. I mean which which is the right deal in auto racing. <laughs> sure. But so yeah. that means the you have to pass door to door, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what that means is when you're coming into a corner, your level of commitment has to be so big. Yep. Because essentially you got to go in there thinking that you're going to use the other guy as a berm. Yeah, yeah. get underneath and so him. What yeah. you would yeah. you do things that you would never do when you're riding or driving around there solo. Right. But when you have to make a pass, you have to throw it up the inside and just rotate that thing and just hope that you don't catch a hole and you just lean on the other guy and hopefully you don't hit him too hard. But I mean, yeah, yeah. sometimes it happens. For sure. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes the pucker factor is huge. Uh, I would bet. I would bet. Um, hey, so a couple years now for you at the Cowie uh, deal, the Team Green guy, ambassador for Kawasaki. How do you like it? Yeah. How, do you li- how do you like the role? I love it. I mean, it's this is uh, what this is my fourth year. Fourth year, yeah. So okay. you know what? I'm. I'm it's kind of reinvigorated my moto love. I mean, of course, I love it like like nothing else in the world. But um, just the relationship we have and what we've done over the last few years, being able to be involved with the Team Green Kids and mm-hmm. uh, shooting science at Supercross. And yep. just, I mean, uh, I've said this before, but all those guys at Cali have been my friends for 20 years. And, and uh, it's just, it, it really is a perfect fit. So uh, I'm jo- enjoying myself a lot yep. and meet a lot of young kids and their families, especially with the Team Green program. And uh, really just loving my dirt bike. So it's, uh, it's a great relationship. It's a reciprocal relationship, which means, you know, I mean, I, I love it and they mm-hmm. love it. And we're yeah. all working well together. It takes a, it took a while to get the machine going, you know, the big momentum yeah. thing going, but I think everybody, uh, understands it and, you know, taking a liking to it. So anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's good. I, I love my Cowie deal. I love my bike and just, Really enjoying everything about motocross these days. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, the I thought I spoke to the Cowie guys maybe uh, early in the season, and they just said the the dealers you meet, the riders you meet, the uh, the way you are, they're, they're loving it, man. They just think that uh, they're they're so pumped with everything you're doing with them and for them. Um, they were one of the guys said we should have got them like five years ago. So they, they, were, <laughs> they were stoked on it. Yeah, well, I feel I feel the same way. I feel like man, where where was this? You know when I first stopped racing this is what we should have been doing but yeah, yeah. um anyway some 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 great things take time so right. anyways we're, we're having a blast and love all those guys 702-586-757 you have a question for the king of supercross jeremy mcgrath give us a call here on the fly race and moto 60 show all right mc i don't think there was anybody outside of kawasaki's eli tomac who was not happy for justin brayton to grab daytona can you believe brayton won daytona supercross well, you know what? It was just so great to watch that race. And, I mean, n- not taking anything away from Eli, because what kind of position was I in right at home going, man, come on, Eli, you <laughs> right, make right. a comeback of a comeback of the year. Yep, yep. And just a crazy race. But 
at a certain point, you're just really hoping for Brayton to finally, you know, get one of these wins and brings back a lot of memories when we were younger, right? I mean, we, yeah. we have the stories in the past of Ricky Ryan winning that thing as a privateer. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, sort of this sort of this kind of – I mean, I know Justin gets some help from Honda, but yeah. at the same time, I was rooting for Eli so hard, and he was coming – but uh, yeah, I mean the sentimental side of me was really, really happy for Justin Braden. I mean that was that was cool. Really yeah, cool. I, I'm the same as you. I'm like I cannot believe how fast Eli Tomac is going. Holy shit! And then, uh, but man, I want Braden to win this. You know what I mean? So, it's so funny because yeah. uh, I mean it's so funny because when you're watching it, you're like, holy shit, Eli's going so fast. Yeah. I mean it's so phenomenal. You're like, how can you root against that? But at the same time, um, you know. That great comeback was definitely overshadowed by Braden's great race. So, yeah, and you know, you you could kind of see it coming. I mean, won that main event a few weeks ago. I mean, the guy's having a, a great, great year, and yeah. for being uh, in the twilight of his career, as they say, yep. You know, the guy's riding better than he ever has. So, yep. I'm just stoked for him, his family. He's always been one of the good guys, and and it was it was awesome to see. Oldest Supercross winner and uh, old, longest wait for your first win. He broke Andrew Short's record, so he set a couple records in Supercross history. I saw that, that wasn't he? Uh, what was it? One hundred thirty-four races? Uh, yeah, one hundred thirty-one or something. Yep, and Shorty waited like eighty-six or something. But yeah, it, and uh, then Larocca was what thirty-four in one month, and he was thirty-four in eleven months or something. Yeah, something like that. Yep. So yeah, a couple of pretty, records. Uh, pretty cool. I bet. I mean, I mean, even Mike himself probably thought there's no way someone's ever going to win. Right. Right. Um, win like that, but yeah. anyway, yeah, that was amazing. Daytona is so much different from when you raced and and when I was a mechanic, and and yeah. I, but it this year's track was closer to old school Daytona. RC did a good job with it after a few years of of you know follow the leader kind of switchback stuff. It's still at right, night and yeah, all yeah. that, but I felt like this track had more of a soul of old school Daytona than maybe we've had in a long time. It, it looked good. Yeah, I thought the track design was pretty good. And you're right, the last few years, they've kind of had a few of those S-corners in there that just doesn't allow a lot of passing or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, the rhythm sections they set up in there, I mean, we saw a couple of close calls all through the night, so that was pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I said, I thought the racetrack was good. It had inside-outside lines. You could go anywhere. Yep. Uh, the one thing, you know, obviously the one thing we missed from the old days when we were there is they, the longer lap times and yep. the heat was always, you know, it was always hot back in the day. Oh, yeah. And then um, – I'm sure, I know the riders don't miss it, but as a fan, you remember those whoops they used to cut in the sand? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, my gosh. Those were so bad. Right. So Gary, rough. Gary so Bailey bad. just getting a little out of control, a little out of oh, hand. Oh, man. I just remember those days. It was like, really? Right. We're going to ride supercross suspension on this stuff? So, right, right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, they, they did a great job on the track. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I did. Uh, I've talked to you a few times about this, but for you, uh, he can't win Daytona. It's it's a, it's a man's track. Jeremy will never. Win. You were stoked to capture your first Daytona. Yeah, and you know that's funny because there's only a few races throughout the year that hold the prestige, uh, you know, to the riders and to yep. the industry itself that are the big ones, and and Daytona was one of them. Obviously, to get get several wins there was uh, way more than I ever had expected. But it was one of those things for me, like when I won an outdoor national, mm-hmm. uh, you felt like you your body. I mean, with your body, you really felt like you accomplished something. So, uh, you know, in my mind, Daytona is one of the big ones, and for Brayton to get that is really, really prestigious. So, uh, yeah, it's it's one that all the guys want to win. Yep, absolutely. Jeremy McGrath here on the Pulp, uh, or the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by uh, Max's Tires, Get, and, uh, of course, the folks at Pro Taper. Uh, MC, we spent a lot of time um, on my shows this week. We talked about Eli Tomac, and we touched on his incredible speed at Daytona. This guy, and he's not going to win this title. I, he, 
we all think he's the fastest guy. It is I've never seen a guy after after so long of a run of you, Ricky, Chad, RV, Dunge, where these where when you were that incredible, you barely ever made mistakes. Uh it was right. rare to see you guys on the ground. And Eli he doesn't have the big ones that James had, but he has these falls and these small things that go wrong. Uh, right. It is it is so mystifying. Do you have any? I'm obviously you know. <laughs> do you have any idea what's going on with Eli and and how th- this has got to be so frustrating for him and Cowie? Well, mystifying is a great word, great way to put it. I think uh, I think it's safe to say that we're all probably mystified with it. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, you know as a as a former racer and and as a super fan of the sport. You know, you see the greats like Carmichael and Dungey and and Villapoto and all these guys. <clears throat> you know, the the level of concentration and the level of uh, you know those guys making no mistakes, being able to make no mistakes every every week, week in, week out, is you know we've probably taken that for granted a little bit. And, uh, and I think so. Eli's, yep. Eli's sort of making us remember how tough the sport is. Now, uh, as a you know, as a rider and looking at what what's going on and some of the small little mistakes that happen and you just can't help but think, man, what what is he thinking or how does that, you know, how does that happen when it's like, you know, he, he's he's losing, like it seems like a lapse in concentration a little bit. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I'm not sure. I can't, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I don't <laughs> know. It, it kind of leads you to, it kind of leads you to believe, like, is this stuff that we all had, is that stuff built in? Or is it stuff that's learned? Or because uh, there's no doubt in in my mind that Eli's one of the fastest guys we've ever seen on a bike. I mean, oh, the yeah. guys' comebacks are crazy. Yep. That race he had last year in Utah, I think, was the one that was. Just, yep. I mean, one of the best races I've ever seen. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> those are the little things that separate the greats from the yeah. from the pretty goods. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. It, it, we all would have thought this year was the year, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, he's way back in point. So I think you're exactly right. We took it for granted that your worst night or, or Dungey's worst night or Villapoto's worst night would be like a third or a fourth, and that's with a tip over and and whatever. Yeah. And, and we just maybe took that for granted for so long. And <clears throat> and it's just it's bizarre to see a guy so fast kind of make mental errors here and there. Anaheim won, and you know, just different races where you're like, what is going on with this guy? Um, but well, hey, you know what? You can. It's weird because uh, I think we're all saying that. Yeah, what is going on? What, where's the laps? You know, what's going on here? You should be able to think your way out of this stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we see the same little tip overs and mishaps from Anderson, who's having a phenomenal season, right? Yeah. Um, by all standards, Jason's having a great year, and probably you know with with Eli and Roxon's Roxon's departure and yep. Eli's kind of out and. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin be, Mr. Race, yeah, yeah, Marvin, yeah, Mr. being Race. up and down and stuff like that. Um, Anderson still survives really good with his tip overs. I mean, he came back to what fourth a few weeks ago when he mm-hmm. had a bad crash and yep. in the first first part of the race. So, um, I think some sometimes everyone questions with Eli the amount of, uh, you know, I, it seems like when he falls over, he just gets up really slow. And <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that's. You know, there's no discounting his riding and stuff like that. And some of the crashes, they just happen. But some people, even me at home, and we're all sitting there as fans, like, dude, come on, get up, get on, get going. Yeah. What's going on here? Right. And he's just kind of in the slow motion sometimes. And, and that's sort of the difference I've seen between what Anderson's doing and uh-huh. what Eli's doing. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you fix that. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not on the bike, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeremy McGrath on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Let's get to some phone calls here. Uh, we're talking about East-West shootouts. Let's go first there. Steven, what's up? Uh, what's your question about the East-West shootouts? Oh, he's gone. Uh, let's go to Tori. Tori, what's happening? How are you? Good, man. I just had a question about the bikes. Yeah. Um, so I noticed in Daytona practice that some of the supercrosses, the 250s are able to go a little bit faster or even match the 450 in qualifying practice, and I wondered why that was. And then also, you know, what um, gears do they typically stay in on supercross and outdoor? What gear are you typically in in a, in a supercross, MC? Well, I think you ride in the in the in the traditional style motorcar or supercross stadiums. You run in second probably a lot, and then the guys you'll see them switch up to fourth probably. Yep. Uh, in the whoops, so second gear. I mean, first gear on the four fifties will do any of the jumps. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yep. se- second gear is typically where they run, but uh, they'll switch to fourth for that. And then outdoor, <laughs> outdoor you uh, run probably third and fourth a lot, I guess. I mean, you're running higher speed, so yeah. I don't think you ever really get up to fifth. Gear, no, I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, they, some of them might if they run shorter gearbox, but, um, yeah, probably uh, run two, three, and four. Thanks, Tori. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Al Green. Al Green, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? I want to talk about uh, Webb. Uh, you know, he's been into it this year with Anderson, Tomac, Roxon, you know, and he mm-hmm. talked all that shit on Moosecan <laughs> yeah. uh, in the outdoor gear, you know, about crossing over and then he does the same thing yeah so my question is do you think it's immaturity or is he just like bradshaw and he has to hate everyone in order to really excel what do you think mc about some of cooper stuff well let's just say this the beginning of the year i don't think cooper was worried about taking anyone out or crossing over out or any ruts or anything because he was trying to figure out how to ride the bike it seemed like to me yeah um as of late he's been riding a little bit better and and uh, definitely more aggressive. Now, do I uh, agree or think that his riding crossing over? Like, I think, you know, in, in my mind, when you're trying to win races and, and you're trying to do the best you can out there, you need a lot of friends. You don't need a lot of enemies. And so, for me, Cooper Webb is doing all this All this stuff is totally unnecessary. So, what he's doing is he's making it way harder on himself messing with everybody because – I know when I raced, uh, I knew who the guys were that were jerk-offs out there and that would cut over on me and do all that. So I raced them totally differently. And if I had to hit them and do that, do those things, which I didn't have to do often, thank God. But when I did, I knew which guy I, I had to make sure that I hit good so he couldn't get me the next corner. Um, Fro and I got into that a lot for sure. Yeah. But in Cooper Webb's case, he needs to stop messing around and start worrying about the front. I mean, look what happened in Barsha. Barsha's been doing that his whole career until this year when he started riding really good. Um, he, he made so many enemies that he couldn't get around the track without getting hit by another guy. Now, the only mistake I saw in Tomac taking Webb out is he just didn't take him out right. He should have took his front wheel out. <laughs> right. He kind of screwed himself on that deal. But I think your your observations are totally right. In my mind, he needs to chill out. And stop making enemies. And he, he maybe he is a little bit like Bradshaw, where he has to hate everyone out there. And, yeah. and Stan was a little bit the same way. But um, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because that just wasn't my style. I'd rather have a bunch of friends out there and and 
it'd be like a lot of fun when we're riding together and yelling at each other and whistling at each other and having fun. Yeah. But instead, he's riding around, got to watch his back all the time. So I don't know. It's a great observation. I think all the riders are pissed at him, and he's just gonna make it. He's making it really hard on himself. Uh, thanks, Al. Thanks for the call, man. Awesome. Appreciate awesome. it. Thank you, uh, Stephen. What's up? You want to talk uh, East-West shootouts? Yeah, I just had a question. Um, I just talked to you and uh, MC, but uh, I had a question. Like, how does the qualifying gonna work? I mean, is it the top ten from each side, or how does it? How's it all going to go down? Uh, for the uh, for the Triple Crown, they're going to have heat races. Um, they're going to have uh, heat races to get in, and one 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 heat will be west, and one heat will be in east, and then they'll combine them for the LCQ. Uh, okay. Oh, they combine them the for the LCQ. Huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the qualifying will just be the qualifying like normal, you know. So, um, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, uh, MC. It's great they're combining these. They're having more of these two fifty east west. Oh, man, that's I think it's so cool because that's that's how it was when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different race, which is going to be awesome. Right. Is there any yeah. reason, uh, uh, MC, for sort of Roxon's uh, issues he's been having when he came back? Obviously, he's out now for a while, but and he got into yeah. it with Webb, like you talked about. But, man, it is, uh, <laughs> is it, it is going to be tough to see him come back and be the guy he once was, I think, even after this injury. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, it was really neat to see Roxon up there in the front again. Yeah. And, you know, I think maybe he got a little probably, he probably got a little impatient, you know, mm-hmm. he, he yeah. was riding really good and <clears throat> probably cost himself a little bit there. But, um, you know, you can't help but sit there and think like when he went under web and he hit that rut, was that hand strong enough to hold onto the clutch? And, yeah. you know, like, did he pop the clutch because his hand was weak and, and all that stuff, you know, that's it's really, really hard to say. Um, yeah, I think all of us as fans are trying to go, man, we want to see Roxanne do well because I think he's so good for the sport. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, I mean, he, he, it seemed like he was well on his way to getting back. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever, you know, I got, let's be truthful, I don't know if he'll ever be the way he was when, before he had that crash. But yep. still, he was pretty darn good. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, we were all pulling for him when he lost that race on the last lap to Anderson. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful. I think uh, his latest injury is probably something that that he can probably get back from. It'll uh, give him more time to strengthen his right hand up. And, yeah, uh, true. We'll see. Uh, all right, Chris. Uh, what's your question for Jeremy McGrath, Chris? Hey guys, first off, '97 uh, at Steel City, Jeremy, you are sitting on a trunk of a rental car, and you. And hi to me and my friends, and it was probably not the best night in the world for you. And in the '97, <laughs> you were the gracious champion, and that was awesome. But my question is: so you see Austin Forkner liking uh, every hot chick on Instagram, and <laughs> even in uh, seeing Cirillo's blog, he's talking to a hot chick in a red shirt. Uh, what advice do you give him <laughs> to keep his head on straight and win some championships? <laughs> well, MC would have been liking those <laughs> posts also back in the day if there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, when you're Forkner, yeah, yeah, was Harold uh, Forkner? He's seventeen or something. Yeah, right yeah, seventeen, eighteen. I mean, right? he's yeah. he's just uh, starting to sniff some of that stuff. So he's probably, uh, I mean, he's all pumped up. But I think all the older P, uh, pro circuit guys kind of egg him on too. So they probably it seems a little bigger than it is. Austin's uh, got a pretty good head on his shoulders, and I know his family; they're a great family. Mm-hmm. I think that he's uh, he's pretty he's certainly dedicated to what he's doing, and and he's doing a great job. So we'll see how that all works out. Um, 
Him and Osborne, but, him and Osborne are going. This is getting intense. Like, yeah. so, something's gonna blow here. I think uh, in one of these races, either in practice or whatever. Like, because we're losing guys, they're, so they're becoming more of a yeah. man versus man, and it's gonna be. Oh boy. Well, I think he's got to be. Uh, you know what? He's got to be up for the challenge. I think. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we saw Ferrandis come back before he got hurt and he got second in that race and Forkner won. Uh huh. If if Ferrandis would have been closer on that last lap. Forkner would have had a uh, side plate of <laughs> Yamaha, it seemed like. Yeah. Because Ferrandis, Ferrandis take no prisoners either, man. I don't know about his riding etiquette sometimes. It's kind of a yeah. suspect. But uh, Forkner's getting some momentum. I think he's going to make a great champion. But, yeah, he's he's uh, certainly liking the chicks. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I remember those days. That was pretty fun. I mean, when you're winning races. and Yeah. I never – I don't – obviously, we didn't have social media and stuff then. But Thank God. Um, right. Thank God. Hey, man, thanks for following the sport because we had uh, – that was a long time ago, 97. It was you're, – you're right. It wasn't one of my greatest years, yeah. especially Steel City. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah man, it's been a long time. Thanks for following. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy, before we let you go here on the on the show, obviously uh, Max is a big part of our show, and we thank those guys as well. They're a huge part of your your truck effort. And then the MXST is a new tire that that you've helped develop for for the dirt bike yep. side of things coming out real soon. Um, talk about working with Max just a little bit and, and this new tire. Well, uh, you guys know I race trucks, so Max's tires on my truck, of course, and the and the race tire that we have for that has has been amazing. I mean, we won the championship last year. So that that was uh, tells you a little bit about their efforts and their their dedication to to making good stuff. Now uh, we all know Max is in the off road sport. They've been really really uh, successful. They we know them in the ATV side of things, side by side of uh, part of it. Uh, however, they've just kind of started to put their uh, focus on some motocross tires. And uh, over the last year, been out riding them. I mean, obviously I ride them on my dirt bikes and. As, as soon as they started putting some uh, real focus on this stuff, they've made some really big strides. So, uh, in fact, the MXST, I'm loving the tire. I've I, uh, been riding it for about six months now. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole nother, we have a, in fact, we have two day motocross test next week. Oh, boy. With some, yeah. some new, uh, new compounds and some new stuff with uh, the MXST. So, uh, excited for everyone to see it. it. It really is a good tire. You know, I see some. Uh, you don't see too many other brands out there these days because Dunlop kind of has a lockdown down on the Supercross thing. Yep. I did see some some uh, stuff with uh, Hoosier, Hoosier the other yep. day, which was was I saw that on the TV program. One yeah. of the lights guys had it, but right. um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm psyched on it. I uh, wouldn't I wouldn't say that I was if I wasn't. There's no reason for me not to tell the truth. So that they've done a really good job with it, with the compound and and the way the tire feels. So again, I'm excited for everyone to see it. We're uh, we're going to be probably heading up to Mammoth this year for the vet weekend. Going to bring a bunch of tires and let some guys try it. So we're going to do some demos up there, and that's probably you know in a couple months. So that'll be pretty much when the tires hit in the market. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll give it a true test on that weekend. But I'm enjoying it. The guys are putting a lot of effort into it, and it looks like they're they're going to come out swinging. We're going to give away a set of Maxxis mountain bike tires. It's one of the best tires out there for mountain bikes. If you talk to anybody who's serious about it, the Maxxis makes a killer mountain bike tire. Uh, the next caller who calls in right now uh, will get a, f- a set of Maxxis mountain bike tires for their bike. And uh, Maxxis.com, learn more, MXST tire. 
developed by this guy. Jeremy McGrath is coming out real soon. MC, thank you for the time on the show. Always appreciate it. Always love catching up. Uh, I love how you're still in oh, the sport and, and, and you're not scared to, you know, say what you think. Um, so I love it. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's, it's always fun. Thanks for having me on. I, I always, you know, I'm out there paying attention, yeah. being around, checking it out, being a fan. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And as always, anytime, just let me know when you want to chat. And, Perfect. And I'll be hanging. Thank so, you, man. Appreciate it. You guys have an awesome day. Thanks, dude, for having me on. And uh, see you guys soon, huh? Sounds good. Thanks, man. Uh, Jeremy McGrath, everybody, the King of Supercross, coming up, uh, coming up shortly with the MXST tire from the folks at Maxis. We thank MC for his time. Fly Racing, racer, uh, Fly Racing, Fly Racing, Moto Fly Racing, Moto Sixty Show presented by Pro Taper, Get, and Maxis, all on board with us. FlyRacing.com, the twenty eighteen and a half mesh stuff launched at Daytona, and it looks fantastic. And uh, please check them out. Uh, it'll be available real soon. You can order it now, and uh, you'll have it in your grubby hands uh, shortly. Get, get products, uh, whether it's two strokes or four strokes, Get's got you covered. Get, get. Uh, the Team Yamaha uses it with uh, Justin Barsha and Cooper Webb. And, of course, uh, the data loggers are used by a lot of teams in the pits. And in Europe, the Get ignition systems are the ones to have. Uh, also, to Pro Taper from Anderson. From uh, Anderson to Osborne to Jmart, uh, ProTaper.com has got you covered. A lot of top teams in the pits use uh, ProTaper. ProTaper Sportline launched as well. So please check them out. Um, Crossbar bars, crossbar less bars, uh, whatever you need from uh, uh, ProTaper, they've got you covered. Uh, Brake pads too and sprockets and chains and so much grips and everything. Uh, ProTaper.com. Jason Thomas coming up shortly here on the show. Let's get to some phone calls. First up, uh, we have... Jonesy, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Dr. Mathis, how you doing? Good, how are you, man? Pretty good. A couple questions for you real quick. First off, want to know, who complained more, Kiefer in Atlanta or you in Daytona? Oh, still Kiefer in Atlanta. You know, I mean, I, Kiefer was, was, you would have thought I asked him to travel to Vietnam and cover the conflict going on there. Uh, press box was too high. It was too quiet. Uh, too far of a drive. Too far of a walk from the pits to the to the to the track. Uh, he doesn't know how I travel. He doesn't like airplanes, et cetera, et cetera. Fair enough. Real question for you. Yep. Uh, I think I think Damon Bradshaw right now sits at the top of the list with most wins without a title at twenty. And I could be wrong, but I think that's right. I think it's nineteen, um, but I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, yep. does Tomac is he more likely to end up with say thirty wins and no title, or, or a title and get off that list? Dude, I still think he gets a title. I know it's not going to be this year, but I mean, I guess if you were to if we had the internet talk shows back then, people would say there's no way Bradshaw doesn't win. Yeah, um, seventy five twenty five that he wins a title. I, I really do. Right. I think he'll figure it out here. He's got to. But then again, man. I'm sure people were saying the same thing about. Well, no, I'm sure people were saying the same thing about Bradshaw. They were like, "No way, Bradshaw's got this, you know, this on this on uh, on lock, you know." So, you know, you you just never know. You can't let any kind of year go by because you never know what's going to happen. Look at Roxon or or whatever, you know. So, um, closing always. What's that? The window's always closing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nope, you're you're totally right there. Uh, Hey man, uh, do you want a fly racing roller Grande gear bag? Hell yeah, I do. That'd be sweet. You got you, you ride. You have actual fly racing gear to put in it, or you have another brand. Uh, I do 
fly racing uh, mountain gear. My my moto gear is all mostly another brand, but that uh, doesn't mean that I don't have. We're still okay. Fine, we'll still give it to you. You converted me. You've converted me. I, I've been buying fly, but I got a lot of old stuff. No, no worries. Stay on the line. Tits will get your information, man. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks to the fly racing folks for making it happen. Uh, talking about St. Louis and uh, going forward from here from fly racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? I am in St. Louis. You are in the mean streets I'm of St. Louis. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not in the mean streets of St. Louis right now. I'm kind of in the, the soft suburbs of St. Louis right now. Oh, boy. Uh, following Jeremy McGrath on the show, by the way. Yeah, perfect. That's uh, just what I wanted. Yeah, you, know, you there? Hello. Let's see if you can get JT back if you can't. It's uh, Brent. What's up, man? How are you? Brent, you there? And Brent's gone. Uh, Brent wanted to talk about uh, salary and win bonus structure, so not exactly sure what he wanted. But uh, 702-586-7857. Forkner and Osborne are going to uh, – they're tied right now. Both have the red plate. Things are getting interesting. We lost Jimmy Dakotas. We lost RJ Hampshire. Uh, J-Mart had a great Daytona, but I'm hesitant to think that J-Mart can get in between those guys. But uh, you never know. Uh, hopefully he can figure it out. Um, coming up shortly in St. Louis, great dirt at St. Louis and great race. One more race before the um, the Triple Crown as well. JT, you're back. Yeah, what kind of janky system are you guys running over there? Oh, uh, man. It's, just, it's St. Louis technology, bro. Hey, so, um, <laughs> look. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to be accused of, uh, you know, drumming up drama. Let's say, but uh, Austin. Uh, for- uh, come on, you know you do. No, That's I do not. not true. I let's do start not. With at least a true statement. Uh, no, I do not. I do not. Um, Forkner and Osborne are tied, though. Jordan Smith's eight back. Uh, still got a chance yeah. for Jordan Smith. But man, and we were talking to uh, MC about this. It's this thing is going to come to a boil between Forkner and Osborne. I'm sorry, but there's. There's things brewing and there's things going on and and, and Osborne knocked them down and uh, Faulkner cut over on him a little bit and took him down, um, racing incident or not. Um, th- don't you feel like things are going to come to a to a head here shortly for one of these dudes? Yeah, you know it's one of those things where there's a lot of there's a lot of hard feelings that are just under the surface, and I think it just needs one little something to get it going. Um, the biggest thing that's that's kept us away from it is they haven't been near each other because going back to Atlanta we would have seen fireworks and then Daytona was the same thing where and we lost him again all right JT is uh, gone again let's go to Brent Brent what's going on how are you hey Steve this is Brent uh, what's up Brent I've been listening to your podcast here for the last couple of weeks, and I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed them, and so it's awesome to talk to you. No, thank you. I appreciate Um, it. My question is, I mean, you you see all this stuff about Supercross and Motocross, but you never really see the the prize money, who wins what, what they get for winning, what they get for making the final, you know, that kind of stuff. Can you kind of explain some of that? Yeah, they don't really publicize it too much, and I think that's because they're not exactly stoked on how much they're paying out. Otherwise, like golf or like NASCAR, they would talk about it more, you know? Because um, oftentimes, Brent, you've seen, they, they give you the dollar amounts, you know, uh, of what's going on. Do you do you agree? Oh, yeah, for, yeah. for sure. And 
that's why I'm thinking they're not making that much money, and that's kind of concerns me when I see how big Supercross is, how much it costs me to get in there, and all that stuff. From the track, a 450 Supercross winner is getting about 12 grand from the track, uh, from the purse money. Uh, They get about $100,000 from their OEM, um, and uh, various gear companies and everything else kind of give a bonus, but it's 12 grand to win a 450 Supercross. That is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, so people say that. You know, I, I don't. I don't know how much it is to rent the stadium out. I don't know how much it is to, you know, bring dirt in and all that. But it does seem like it could be more. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So uh, appreciate appreciate it. Like I said, I love uh, listening to your podcast, and uh, I've really learned a lot. Oh, thanks. And I mean, I'm, I'm an old dude. I'm like 63, still riding my dirt bikes, and I love awesome. it. Awesome. Uh, but it's awesome listening to you and hearing all your information. I well, really appreciate it. So thanks, 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 Brent. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Third time's a charm, JT? St. Louis? Are you driving? Uh, I'm, or trying, what? I'm trying. What yeah, just no service. I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, but St. Louis, I blame Anton. Um, JT, why don't they publicize the, 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 win, the money more for the purse money, like a golf or a NASCAR or anything like that? Just the size of the purse? Yeah, like why don't they say like, "Hey, uh, Ken Roxon took home twelve grand for his win, or whatever it is, twelve five or something." Um, you know, I think about that big. All right, we can't we can't get JT. So uh, let's. Uh... Paul, what's up, man? How are you? How you doing, Steve? What's going on? Hey, I'm just wanting to introduce myself. I've been listening to your show for a long time. This is the first time I've called in, but. Uh... I own a motocross track called Archview MX Park. Okay. We're right, yeah, we're right by the stadium, and uh, we do a big ride day the day after the Supercross. Oh, and, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we've done different fundraisers over the years for you know Road to Recovery back when Jimmy Button did his bicycle ride. Yeah, yeah. And last year we did a donation for Jimmy Alverson when he got hurt. So uh, I just wanted to you know spread the word that we're going to be uh, having our practice. We're going to try to do a practice tomorrow, but the weather doesn't look the best. Uh, but we're definitely on for Sunday. That's our tradition. It's going to be like our 13th year that we've uh, done this event. Oh, cool. And, okay. Uh, so uh, what? Yeah. Uh, and where can people learn more about it? Uh, Archview MX Park is our uh, Facebook page. That's where we kind of do all of our updates. And uh, it's it's a big event, you know. We get uh, you know four or five hundred riders, and, and you never know who's going to show up. Forkner's usually a a regular there, and a couple of years ago, uh, Ronnie Mack showed up. Oh so boy, it's, it's a great yeah yeah. It, it was a, he put on a good show. It was a great time. Oh man, I'm scared of that. Well, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll spread the word. People can uh, hear this and uh, and go out and see what's going on. And yeah, hopefully some top pros show up. That'd be nice. You never know. Yeah, we always let uh, any pro that shows up that rides uh, the Supercross gets in free. Any rider that's got a two-digit number gets a hundred bucks if he shows up and rides. So nice. we kind of make it make it a little bit of incentive. Um, hey, uh, are you are you in town? Are you in St. Louis yet? No, no, I get there tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just want, we were we were going to do a great big pit bike ride. Oh, okay. To, the street to St. Louis tonight, and I got JT talked into going, and I was oh gonna boy, you along, but uh, no worries, but, uh, man. No, thank you. I appreciate the invite. Thank you very much right, for thanks, uh, putting me on, and um, appreciate it. Thanks. No worries. Archview MX, go there for for a ride day and uh, have some fun. John, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you guys doing? I'm good. What's going on? Good. A uh, couple quick things. One is, God, I can't believe I've never wondered about this before, but you guys mentioned on the uh, Fantasy Podcast about heat race. Yeah, lineups. Um, lineups. Yeah. yeah. How's that determined? 
it goes off your qualifying times. So uh, the fastest qualifier always starts in heat two. Uh, so heat uh, one has has the second fastest qualifier, and then it goes uh, number three in heat uh, two, number four in heat one, and so on and so forth. Evens and odds. Yeah, got it. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. Uh, it's something that we always take for granted, but um, uh, that people know. But you, yeah, some people don't know. So that's how they do it. Yeah, um, I think the reason Feld doesn't talk about what the purse is because it's embarrassing. You can win more on like a scratch ticket than, than what they pay out, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how much it costs to put on a Supercross race. It does seem like it could be more. Uh, I'll absolutely agree with that. But I don't know what their costs are, so it's hard for me to sit here and beat the drum that it needs to be more. But yeah, I, it, it seems like it could be more. You know, so. Uh, Can you just imagine it over the uh, intercom? He won two grand. Yeah, doesn't, well, doesn't really get anybody excited. Yeah. I know the factory riders like the purse money. They they do not care. Like they right. they do. They, that's not what they're racing for. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, no problem. Uh, let's go to one uh, dark side. What's up? What's up, Steve? Just got a question about uh, what, what's the nightlife like in St. Louis? What are they to do here? Go down to Ferguson and check things out, Dark Side. Go see, go report on boots on the ground there. I don't know, man. I, I uh, there's a cool uh, uh, Friday night. There's always a, a museum. Uh, these are, there's a museum in St. Louis, a dirt bike museum. Um, yeah, they have a little they have a little uh, deal going on. It's for cystic fibrosis, I believe. Brock Glover's in charge of it. Uh, there's, oh, cool. a, there's a casino. Uh, there's a boat. It doesn't leave the dock. It's down by the arch, and uh, it's a casino inside of it. Yeah, I'm actually, my hotel's like right next to that. I'm here. I got here early because it was cheaper to get here today, but uh, I need something to do tonight, so I was trying to figure that out. You, uh, well, there's a cool, um, like a little bars and area down there, like with some cobblestone streets and stuff, and, and kind of like not far from the arch, I don't think. It's kind of lined with bars. It's kind of neat. I don't know. What, uh, what you, I think what, that's right next to my hotel, so okay, you, cool. What are you doing in St. Louis? Uh, there's a race going on. Uh, thing called Supercross. Oh. I'm gonna go. Dark side. Is, Dark side is on the beat. He's covering the, yeah, the, the the Supercross beat. I like it. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, dude. I'm I'm about to help Teddy Park set up and Chad Reed them set up in the morning. So do you, I'm about to do today. Do you have to pay extra for the pony or no? Does that does it get its own seat? <laughs> yeah, they they charge me double admission. Okay, fantastic. Well, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, I will uh, I will see you there Saturday, man. Hi, right, man. Look forward to it. All right, no problem. JT. Just, oh man, just yeah, not going well. Uh, Mike, what's your question for JT? What's going on? Thanks for calling the show. Can you guys hear me good? Yeah, what's up, bud? Okay, uh, so JT, I have Mobus knee braces, and I was wondering how well those fit inside of the fly, the kinetic mesh pants or whatever. Uh, pretty good, man. I, I think if anything, we are a little bit more generous than most people with our knee brace room. Uh, for me. I, I almost think it's too much at times. Um, the only one that, you know, it even gets a little bit tighter is light hydrogen because it's more like an athletic cut. Uh, but, right. you know, like Kinetic or Evo especially, I, I don't think they're going to have any problems at all. Uh, yeah, no, should be should be all right, man. Thanks for call. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Uh, yeah, these braces seem like they're getting bigger and bigger, like the Mobius ones that uh, Mike was talking about. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't know, man. I, I think... I think the trend is to go smaller and smaller, but the Mobius ones happen. They they seem really big. I don't know. I'm they not do. super familiar with them. I've seen them in the store, but they seem no, they... like one of the more bulky ones out there. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what's going on, Aaron? What's happening? What's your question? Hey, what's 
What, can you hear me? Yep. What's up, man? Oh, sorry about that. Hey, how y'all doing today? Good, man. Thanks. Good. So, JT, to the 2018 uh, and a half, um, what, how is the fit compared to the light hydro gear? Uh, so Kinetic's a little bit more of a standard fit, as we call it. Um, it's Honestly, our Kinetic fit's kind of been the same for a really long time, and, and for good reason. We It's the one where we have the least amount of complaints, and it's tricky when you're having when you're fitting anything because you're going from a guy that's my size to a guy that's like Benny Bloss's size, and you have to have the same, you know, a 32's got to fit both of us, and you're talking about a guy that's like 6'5 versus myself. So it's yeah. really difficult to make it work for everybody, but that one specifically seems like it, it has the widest range out of the whole lineup. Got it. And uh, one last thing. With, um, has, and this may just be me because I'm a bigger guy. Does anybody mm-hmm. ever have any things about, like, bunching near the boots at the top of the boots? Is that just the thing if I'm wearing bigger pants? or I, I know it's random, but I didn't know if anybody else, like. And what do you think, JT? Bigger. It really depends. Like for me, it was something I always dealt with because I'm shorter, so you have less, you have more pant to deal with in a smaller, you know, amount yeah. of room. Where Benny is always complaining about his pants want to pull out of his boot because he's so tall. And yeah. I was try- I was explaining that to him this weekend. I'm like, hey, we got to build pants that fit both of us. So there's got to be some sort of happy medium there. So yeah. I totally get what you're saying, and it's something I dealt with all the time. Unfortunately, for you know, you're dealing with people that are you know, 5'5 five five or 6'5, and it's got to fit the same person. So there's definitely uh, definitely some challenges there, but I know what you're talking about. Thanks for the, okay. call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate right, it. Thank awesome. you. Thanks for supporting flyracing.com. Let's get to a few more uh, calls here. Dan, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I, uh, I had a little idea about maybe something that could help privateers out a tad. All right. Um, so you know how at the end of the race they display, you know, the points and, you know, who – who got this many points and who's in the lead and whatnot. So what about after that, there's another infographic, and it's basically KTM had seven riders in the main. Honda had six riders in the main, and it's not weighted on points. It's just how many of their bikes were in the main. And then, I don't know, whoever had the most, you know, KTM's big. You know, they get a big little, I don't know, picture on that infographic. Okay. And I feel like maybe – I mean, it would be free for fell. You know, nobody wins anything except for some exposure, but it might encourage Honda or Yamaha or anybody to maybe give a bike to a yeah. John Short or somebody like that. Um, Sure. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Sure. I don't know how we get that started, JT, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's, it's a good idea, but yeah. It's just, yeah, it was a stupid thing I was thinking about. No, it's not stupid. I just, I'm okay with it, but like, who would, now the OEMs would be like, ah. Oh, you know, you're you're hating on us because you don't have our. Fo- it's it's, just, it's so stupid to get stuff going like that. But JT, what do you think? Not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for any sort of uh, like championship or cup that adds entry to it. So it seems like it's big in car racing. Um, so if we can get people to be actually into it, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for yeah, the call. It, it's, yeah. No problem. Have Thank a good you. day. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know how you'd get that going and who would start that and maybe they would give money i don't know mike what's happening what's going on what up so i'm leading fantasy right now um but i'm a college student i didn't i couldn't afford to enter so uh oh. if you win supercrosses do you is there anything you get to uh take home just a hearty congratulations mike or, <laughs> or that's it uh, mike that's all you get a hearty congratulations 
All right, so if you win the series, uh, just bragging rights. That's all I walk away with, huh? Yeah, bro, you need to dig up thirty-two ninety-five or whatever. That's what you needed to do, I know, Mike. dude. I so. know. Being broke. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, thanks for playing, though. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. Thank you, man. Oh, that hurts, JT. Winning fantasy without paying. Then you get, well, then you get nothing. Yeah, honestly, as we roll on to the Supercross series and get ready for outdoors, I think it's a good lesson because, you know, we had – a lot of people that signed up that didn't sign up for prizes, and that's going to happen. So, um, you know, the goal for us to get everybody playing for, to compete for these prizes because we all know how much work we put into it. I mean, how many people have a chance to win a, you know, 2019 KX450? Like, that's a KX450. That's a pretty strong prize. So, um, yeah, I hope uh, I hope that caller, you know. Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not crazy expensive, right? For outdoors, it's 20 bucks. Right, so, right. Um, Especially he's winning, man. That's a bitter pill to swallow. Uh, Jason Thomas here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. JT, we was talking to um, talking to uh, Christian Craig earlier this week. I was texting with him back and forth, and it was funny. He was like, he was like, "Hey, I'm doing pretty good, huh?" <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, he was saying that, uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, like you are." And uh, I got to admit, his Daytona ride surprised me. Uh, this this guy's doing well. Yeah, you know what? He's he's getting starts, which is. You know, not that abnormal for Christian Craig, but it's putting him in such a good spot to stay out of trouble. And his first laps have been really good. You know, in Atlanta, he was actually able to kind of outduel Blake Baggett every time on the first lap. And it's putting him in the front, and he's just putting in laps. And he for sure wasn't the fastest guy at Daytona. And it seemed like every time somebody came up on him, he didn't fight him all that hard. He just saved his energy and uh, just kind of moved over and tried to go with him. But you know, at the end of 21 minutes, you sit there and you look back, and it's like fourth place. So that gave Honda two bikes within the top four. That's, uh, that's yeah. pretty damn good for for them basically having fill-in guys and satellite guys out there to go 1-4. Uh, they would take that every every time. What's his ceiling? You think he can get on the podium? Right now, we got Eli, we got Anderson, we got Marvin. Um you know, those guys look a little bit better than everybody else, let's say it. Uh, although, yep. again, Brighton can, can surprise this weekend in St. Louis. Can, can, can Craig get in there? I think he can, but he's going to need some help. He's going to need help kind of like Justin got this past weekend at Daytona. Um, I think that on a, in a vacuum, Eli, Jason Anderson, and Marvin are all going to beat him, you know, consistently every time. They're just, they're just better than Christian is right now. But that's why we run the races because these things happen and guys crash and guys make mistakes. And I think that the real key is if Christian keeps putting himself in good spots, like we talked about, good things are going to happen for him because he's got the rest of it figured out. He's, I don't know that he's you know, got 21 minutes at full sprint speed or, or even at, as hard as he can ride. Um, but all he's got to do is keep putting it in there just time and time again. And, and just like Justin Brayton found himself at the front at the end of the main event, uh, these things have a way of working out. It's amazing. We're almost seven days out, and it's still awesome that Brayton won Daytona. So so cool. He's probably he probably is still saying it even today. I can't believe I won Daytona. <laughs> right. Um, I hope he gets on the podium at St. Louis, and that's the first thing he says. I can't <laughs> believe I won Daytona. <laughs> hey, he he rides well at St. Louis. Let's not forget. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. I mean, this is this is his home race, even though you know he's an Iowa kid. But I think this is where his friends and family come down to. And, you know, the dirt is really similar to what he grew up on and what he feels comfortable on. So I'm telling you, if he gets another hole shot, look out, you know, because his confidence is going to be at an all-time high. And mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't win, 
But to see him go on a, a string of podiums similar to like what he was able to do in 2012 with the way the field is, I don't think it's uh, that far of a stretch. St. Louis has got such good dirt. you have any theories why? Uh, I, you know, a lot of it's soil composition just in the area because even the local practice tracks are – it's the same dirt. I've, I've ridden here quite a bit over the years, and it's, it's not anything special as far as – they just it's just the dirt that's around here. Uh, but then also the seasons have a lot to do with it too. So, you know, right now it's it's 65 degrees and, and sunny out, but they just had snow two weeks ago. So you're in this really nice time of where it's it's got moisture in the dirt, but it's not frozen either. I think it's just uh, kind of the perfect storm for making it a great race. Uh, all right, let's get a few more calls here before we wrap it up. Michael, what's going on? Thank you for calling the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's up, Mathis? What's up, JT? Hey, I just want to talk to you guys about uh, the East-West Shootout coming up next weekend in St. Louis. And, uh, Indy. Indy. Curious what? Yeah, or, oh, Indy. Sorry. It's Indy. all right. And, and uh, why don't they move that to a triple crown and have the East-West as a triple crown? And Because uh, the East Coast right now has two triple crowns. Oh, boy. I, I mean, I think that would be just too much. It's too much change. Uh, too much change, Mike. But, I mean, it'd be kind of cool, right, JT? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the only format for shootouts that these guys know right now is Vegas. So I think to combine two different changes into one event, like you said, is just too much for now. Uh, yeah. I could see them doing that, but at the same time, I think trying to cram 18 guys into the afternoon main events just out of time qualifying is pretty brutal. Like It would be just pandemonium for these guys out there <laughs> yeah. between two coasts. And yeah. then I think also you lose the the cool aspect of having each coast race a separate main event in their heat race like they do now. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a few different dynamics going on there. Uh, but man, I'll, I'll take anything I get because the triple crown has been a huge success. And honestly, I think having these, these East West shootouts come back is going to be a huge success too, because you're basically turning it into a national 250 series for one weekend, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about Jordan Smith being eight points down and we talk about the West coast guys and, Man, it, it, we're going to see some swings. We are going to see some swings at Indianapolis in the points. It's going to be like 90s moto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for the call, no. man. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, so. Uh Dan, what's up? You want to talk about Chad Reed's suspension? Because I, I, yeah, I, I know sure, he does, too. And first off, I want to say, man, Jeremy McGrath, you, you got to have him on more. I think that uh, you talked about having him on maybe the Pulp Show sometime, getting him in studio. He's just so awesome with his knowledge and just the way he verbalizes everything and connects. So yeah. well, that was really yeah, awesome. Dude, he's, uh, I'm a fan of McGrath. When he was, I told the story a bunch, but when he was the man and he was the king and he was racing, he was still cool to me who was a greaseball mechanic. Like I was a mechanic yeah. for number 89. You know, and the guy was the raddest dude ever. He didn't have to be that way. He was just yeah. cool, man. He's just, and he's always been that way. Yeah, yeah, he still is. It's just awesome to listen to him. So, yeah, so you interviewed uh, Chad after the race, and it sounds like he's got some kind of concoction going on with his suspension. And you guys were talking about 52 millimeter forks and stuff. It's trying, seems like he's trying to go stiffer. And I thought, with JT's knowledge of Chad, like, what is he searching for to get comfortable on that bike with that front suspension? What's he searching for, JT? <laughs> uh, honestly, I, you know, he's always been that way. So this is not anything new as far as him changing the bike. This is just kind of par for the course uh, as far as bike changes. The biggest thing is I can just, when I watch him ride, you know, I watched him ride for so long 
uh, every day, you know, and you just get so used to when you can see when guys are riding well and then when they're riding not and all their little nuances. And and I can just see that he hasn't practiced much at all. Uh, he doesn't have any corner speed. He doesn't carry momentum. He's not even good in the whoops right now. Uh, and that's just that's just practice, lack of practice and lack of uh, race, you know, fitness and all the things that make you sharp. He just doesn't have it right now. So um, he's changing the bike, which I'm sure will help him. And he's definitely getting better. But as far as the, the chattery that goes out and battles for wins, uh, you're probably not going to see that this year. He's just, he just doesn't, doesn't have time to put in months of practice right now. And, I mean, he's barely been practicing. He's only been practicing for a couple weeks, you know, as far as other than racing on Saturdays. He's so really. Just, yeah. I think it's too much to ask. He's really trying to get his bike stiffer right now with the steel frame. Uh, you know, the, if you look at the the factory bikes, they got a huge front axle, they got huge forks oh, yeah. on them, and that's what he's trying to get to right now. He's trying to get to that point where he can fight off the flex of the steel frame. Yeah, well, everybody everybody's trying to get to the middle. You know, the the aluminum guys, all the all the aluminum frame guys are going small fork and small shock to to get back towards the middle. And all the steel frame guys are going huge shock and huge fork and huge axle to get stiffer to get back towards the middle. Yeah. So everybody's trying to get the same feel. It's just how do you go about it? Thanks, uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks for the call. No problem. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And, JT, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out for the latest and greatest stuff, including the gear that Justin Brayton wore. Debuted at Daytona, and it's got to win. You're 1-0 with the 2018-and-a-half gear, JT. One and up. Yeah, I'm about six and up because I've been we've been out selling it the last two days and we're just crushing it. So <laughs> we're on fire right now. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. And we will see <laughs> you right, in San Louis. Thank you. Uh, thanks to uh, FlyRacing.com. Get please check out Get Data, uh, Pro Taper, and the folks at Maxis as well. Jeremy McGrath on the show. The MXST tire uh, coming real soon. Lots of calls. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Tits. Thank you. How about the king, man? He's the king. King, that's King, that's all there is to say. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to you, Jerkies. And we will see you next week.